Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Think about a time where you were just really excited about a project or an assignment. Right? Your manager or your boss came to you and said, we're going to do this and I need you to help out with this. And you know, you left that meeting and you were just so charged. You were ready to take on the world and make an amazing contribution. And even throughout the project, you had boundless energy and you were able to work hard and, and still not feel burnt out and tired and, and had a real sense of pride when you reached the finish line and delivered that project. How did that feel? What was that experience? And if you could bottle that, wouldn't you want that for the majority of the things you do during the workday? And what is the key difference between that and a lot of the mundane, tiresome, or sort of mind-numbing tasks that we may have to do during the day? So today we're going to talk about another pitfall of leadership that really goes to this type of example, and that's the ability to motivate others. Do you know what truly motivates other people on your team? And here's a hint. Chances are it's not just money, right? If you, if you read anything, uh, in HR or in articles or business books about what really motivates people above a certain level of enough money, money tends to lose its effect and, and in some cases can even have a negative effect on things like creativity. Many, mis many leaders make the mistake of assuming that their team is only working for monetary reward. But I'm here to tell you it's extremely unlikely that this is the only thing that's motivating them. Everybody's engagement is different. And here's a shocker. What gets them engaged and motivated has nothing to do with what gets you engaged and motivated. Could be the same, could be totally different. But what your preference is and what really gets your motor running has no real impact or effect on another individual's, another human being's motivation. So if you're a leader and you're, you know, you recognize, of course, just as anyone who's, you know, a human being, that motivation is, is a requirement for people to do their best work, how do you find out people's motivation? Do you ask? Well, you can ask, but one of the challenges with asking someone about something like that is their answers are often not reliable. One, they may not truly understand. Two, they may give you the answer that they think you want to hear. And three, sometimes people just don't know and they make something up. So how do you figure out what it is? You can't read their minds. And if asking them doesn't yield you very reliable results, what's left? The thing I like to tell people is to follow the light. Follow the light, as in what lights that individual up. If you're paying attention, 
you will notice certain activities, certain areas, certain engagements or projects really light this person up. And that will be a basis or a starting point for you to understand, wow, there's something in this mix that really motivates the person. Now what happens if you don't have a lot of direct interaction with this person and it's not really your role to get to know what motivates every single individual, let's say on a large 30-person team. It's just not possible. You'd be spending all your time having coffee and, and, and observing people, which is not your full-time role. How do you get to this in, in a little bit more of an efficient, uh, reasonable way? Well, one thing you can do is if you don't have as much direct interaction with someone and are trying to figure this out, you can ask someone who does have more direct interaction, interaction with the person and ask them maybe not necessarily what motivates them, but ask them more indirectly, kind of similar to what you would do for someone you could observe. What really lights them up, right? What brings them joy? What are the what are the projects where they seem to really thrive and fly? And what are the projects where they seem to struggle? Um, and, you know, not because they don't have the skill or ability, but just there's something resistant about it. It's just something that they really do not enjoy doing. So once you know this, right, once you vector in a little bit more on motivation, one of the six degrees of executive presence that can really help you implement this and use this knowledge to your advantage is that of being proactive, right? Acting in anticipation. So when is the right time to give someone a shot in the arm of some motivation, a pep talk, a new project that really gets them motivated? It's not after there's a problem. It's not after they're almost about to quit. But if you think about it, there's a natural ebb and flow of a role where people, it's, you know, it's a roller coaster where things are up and things are down. So by being proactive, you want to give it that motivation right before it becomes like red alert necessary, right? You, you, you want, you kind of see things are heading in a direction that's not great for motivation. And that's the point where you want to be proactive and say, hey, you know, here's this thing, and then all of a sudden watch that person light up and sort of shift because you've tapped into their natural motivation. And by being proactive and not waiting until they threaten to quit or they're totally burnt out or heaven forbid they get sick from all the stress and anxiety, that it's really a broken situation and it can't be pulled back because you've waited too long, you've been reactive and not proactive as a leader with executive presence. So as you go throughout your day today, do a little survey on yourself. You know, what, what really lights you up? And see what motivates you in terms of that feeling. And if you get the chance, look around, right? It doesn't have to be someone who works for you. It can even be your boss. It can be someone on another team. Observe them and see, is are they getting lit up? And if they are, what is lighting them up? And as you do that more and as you exercise this sort of uh, approach and awareness, you'll, you'll start to understand better people's motivation and in a much more reliable way than asking someone, hey, what, what, what motivates you? That often doesn't really get you the best response.
So thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome. It's Joe, the Connection Counselor. We're a little bit more than halfway through our exploration of leadership pitfalls. And today, I want to ask you, what do you think is one of the worst things that can happen in terms of a team functioning effectively and well? So take a moment and guess, what do you think is one of the worst things that can happen? And if you want, I would love to hear from you. Share with us a voicemail on Anchor FM or shoot me an email at joe@connectioncounselor.com and tell about tell us about a situation where something changed and it just everything everything got so much worse. Now some of you may be thinking that situation where the leader somewhat scandalously enters an inappropriate relationship with one of their direct reports and then there's favoritism and that's definitely uh, a disaster in terms of the team dynamic and potentially grounds for for firing. I think I actually know some some people who've actually been dismissed um, <clears throat> in circumstances uh, surrounding that. Well, we're not going to talk about that today <laughs> as much as I'd like to. Um, today we're going to talk about another uh, equally destructive uh failure, which is poor hiring practices. These days, all of us seem to be overworked. Also, these days, there seems to be much more uh, motion or, or movement in terms of people's roles, both in people um, needing to be promoted elsewhere. It may be because um, their life situation changes. It may be because uh, they just don't like to stick around to a place more than two or three years. I know some people, they, they have kind of uh, an unofficial rule. They pick a certain number of years and they say, I am never going to stay at a company more than this amount of years because I'll start to, you know, my skills will start to get stale and I want to stay sharp. So when people leave and 
Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.